Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, I just caught on to what Robert told me as he got down the stage. He said, don't say that joke you always do about how you feel when you get up here to preach. Amen. I don't know if y'all know, but um, I get butterflies, amen, in my stomach when I get up here to preach. It's not butterflies, but uh, y'all get it, amen. We say BGs up in, uh, uh, back in my day, amen. My stomach starts twirling and turning, and I get nervous. But I praise God that I get nervous, amen, because if I ever got up here and I didn't get nervous about preaching the word of God, something wrong, amen, because there's a, there's a fear, Amen. You got to have the fear of God. You got to know when you're preaching the word of God, it's God's word. It's not your word. Amen. So I believe that uh, God's going to do what God does. Amen. When we get out of here, it's not going to be me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I, first thing I want to do is I, I really want to thank, thank my, my pastors. I want to thank Pastor Blake. I know he's not here, but I want to really thank him for the opportunity um, to get up here to preach, to preach God's word. Amen. Because he, he really invests, he really invests. And uh, for all the disciples here, you know that he really takes the time outside of church to really invest in, and, and helps, helps us grow. Amen. To where he can get us in a place where we can, we can preach the gospel and, and, and tell other people about God's word to where he can go and also go and preach a revival in Colorado Springs and the work can continue here. Amen. And I want to thank Pastor Andrews as well for the time that he's, uh, he's spent in and uh, bringing us in and, and really getting us there. Amen. So now that's done. Amen. Um, I want to tell you a, a small joke. I hope you laugh. Because if you don't, we're going to start rough. Amen. <laughs> so Jesus and Satan were arguing who wants number one. God comes upon him and says, listen, I'm tired of you two arguing. Whoever can type all this worldly information in the computer first wins. So they both agree to it. Jesus is on the computer typing, typing away lightning fast. Satan is on his computer typing away real fast. You catch it? They say lightning fast. <laughs> all of a sudden, both computers crash, and then they reboot again. Satan turns to God and says, wait a minute, wait a minute, no fair. Jesus has all his information on the screen. And I have a blank screen over here. God turns to Satan and says, that's because Jesus saves. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That was funny, wasn't it? Amen. I got to tell you, save your stuff when you type away. Amen. Because, because I have made, I don't remember what I was, I think I was making a video. I was making this video. I was, I was at the end. I done done everything. You know, the first time you do it, you put in all the extra stuff, and then the computer just goes, doof, and it dies. Cut it back on, nothing, nothing, save nothing. I had to redo it. Oh, I was so hot. I was so hot. And the second time around, you almost forget how you did all the good stuff the first time around. Amen. So Jesus does save, amen. Just remember, when he types, he remembers. <laughs> amen. If you got your Bibles, let's turn to uh, Psalms chapter 1, uh, verse 1. And when you got your Bible, say amen. If you, or you got it there, say amen. If you don't, say wait a minute. What? Y'all fast, huh? Y'all must, must be using iPads. Moving so fast through the Bible. Android, okay. It's page 454, amen. Who got it? <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, amen. So it's the word of God says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sin, in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall also not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff that the which the wind drives away. Amen. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you open our hearts, O oh God, that we may be able to receive your word, Heavenly Father, and be transformed by it in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we're going to talk about uh, the topic. If you're, if you're taking notes, it's going to be, are you planted? See, the past three weeks for me has been crazy. I just want to kind of give you guys a, the background of how this came about. The past three weeks have been crazy. My wife can tell you this. I've been, I've been working a lot. I got, a, I got a whole bunch of projects at work, and, and I, I've been working a whole lot. Sometimes to 1, 2, 3 a.m., go to bed, and still working. Some, some, you know, I'm working 12-hour days, 16-hour days, 10-hour days. And when Friday comes around and I got nothing to do on Monday, I leave. Amen? <laughs> I get out of there. Amen? So when y'all see me Friday, I'm cheesing from here to here. Amen? But I wasn't very happy about how much how much, how much time I had to invest in this because what happens is in the morning we meet up here from Tuesday through Friday we meet up here at 6.30 but I you know if I go to sleep at you know 1 or 2 and then I have to be at the work at the office real early I miss those days and what, what started happening is and when I get down to pray I just pray real quick because I'm on the run and what happens I've been it, 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 it became really bad it became really bad because I was all over the place. I was all over the place. So one morning, it just, it just, I just said, you know, forget it. Forget it. I sat down. I said, okay, God, what's going on, what's going on with me? I'm all over the place. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything. I have no focus. I've lost focus. And I said, Jesus, help me understand what's going on. And it was, you know, a project was going a certain way. And he he, he, that's when it hit me. The word from Psalms 1, it says, it says, the delight. Amen. He says, he meditates. In his law, he meditates day and night. Amen. He delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it day and night. And I missed it because all day I was working on trying to please the employers, trying to do the work. And I was juggling 50, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. But I missed the most important thing. I'm not saying don't, don't go do a good job. But what I'm saying is I was, my focus was shifted. Anybody with me? My focus was shifted. The main focus in my life is God. And I really thank God for the opportunity to put together, put together messages and, and, and have youth. Because what happens when I do that, I completely have to turn off everything. And it's the greatest thing that I can have in my life. Amen. When I start serving, I have to turn off everything and channel my focus to God and everything else lines up. Amen. Everything else is gets in line. Amen. When you look at the delight, the definition of delight, it says a high degree 
of gratification or something um, that gives great pleasure. Amen? But the, the Bible says in his law, well, he delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it day and night. That means the Bible is telling us, do we have a high degree of gratification or have great pleasure when we read the word of God each day? And God's talking to somebody right now because what happened is I realized that my mind was way too full. What I'll do, and I get, this is maybe the, the one thing they warned me at the very beginning when you start getting email on your phone. Y'all know about email on the phone? It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Because this is what happens. If it was just on the computer, you're not going to pick it up every five minutes. You can't really carry your computer everywhere. But what happens is on the email on the phone, I go to bed. I go to bed working. And when I wake up in the morning, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, it's the first thing I do. So it, be, it, 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 it controlled my life. It took over me. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Huh? <laughs> it, took, it started taking over my life. And what I started realizing is I started losing focus in the most important thing that I needed to do. Amen? So, so when I, I started talking to God, I said, God, what's going on? And I realized that when I go to work, I have these whatever projects. And something goes good, I get really excited. Something goes bad, I get really down. Something goes good, I get really excited again. Something goes bad, I, go really, I get really down. And I realize what happens is I don't, I, when my mind is not focused on God, it's focused on the world, the world determines my altitude, my attitude. And it goes like this. I go up and down that roller coaster. Somebody know what I'm talking about? Amen. So, the word of God, the word of God is powerful, amen? It took me to a place where, where it showed me where I had fallen off, amen? Because my, my, my highs and lows should not be determined by my circumstances, amen? Because who defines my circumstances, y'all? Who controls the circumstances? Jesus Christ. He is in charge of the circumstances, amen? But so he reminded me, right? That if I meditate on this, on this word day and night, I shall be like a what? A tree. Not only a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen? Bringing fruit in its season and whose leaves shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. And now I just want to go over just a couple of key elements, right? A couple of key benefits of delighting and meditating in God's word. So the first point I want to go over is I want, to speak, I want to talk about the tree. You shall be a tree planted by the rivers of water. See, when you constantly read and meditate, what, what's happening is you got a tree. How do you get a tree, y'all? What was that? A seed. Amen. But every time you start reading and meditating, what happens is you start planting those seeds. But, Jesus, but, but the word of God says planted in the rivers of water. And what water is this? It's the living water. Amen? So when you plant those seeds and you tie these in with the living water, what do you get? You get a strong, you get a strong tree. Amen? What happens, you start, a, you, you start putting together a, abundance. Anybody know what abundance is? Huh? Abundance means you, you, you're, having, you're having a lot. You're having a lot. Right? And what happens is that tree stands up and it stands firm. Not only, but not only does it stand firm, but it's also constantly supplied by the source of life. Well, who's the source of life? 
All right. We're awake this morning. Amen. Who's the source of life, y'all? Amen. Let's say Jesus with boldness and gladness. Who is the source of life, y'all? Amen. Amen. So, and I, so I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to take some time and I'm going to look up and see how Jesus was planted. Amen. Because I, I, wanna, I really want to know the significance of being planted. And I started looking at, started looking at trees. And y'all know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a coastal, I'm a coastal type of person. I, I'm, I'm from Africa. Any more Africans in here? And man, I got some East Africans, some West Africans. I got a semi-African here. Hey man, any other Africans? <laughs> so I I grew up, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but I grew up on the beach. Right? I grew up on the beach. I I walked by. We kind of had to take the bus stop by the beach. We saw the beach every day. Hey Amen. And we uh, got on the streets. We uh we had the guys out there with the, they sell coconuts. If you leave on the anybody lived on the coast before? Yeah. Okay, so we have more people, and they sell coconuts. They just take them, cut them up real quick, crack that open, you drink the water, and you start eating inside it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, y'all missed that, right? Amen? No? Jacob don't. He's, he's from the country, amen? All they know out there is Wolverine and bears. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. And that music when they do that type of stuff, amen? Uh, he's, the only, he's the only guy I know who listens to... Well, he's the only African-American man I know who listens to that hard rock, heavy metal. Amen. But it's out there. It's some more like him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray for Jacob. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so you guys got to realize that Jesus was, we got to realize that Jesus was also planted by the rivers of water. Amen. When you look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, you don't have to uh, go there. You can just uh, um Write this down. It says, the Bible tells us that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in, was in all points tested just as we are without sin. Amen? The Bible is telling us that Jesus was planted by the rivers of water. Now catch this. He meditated on, on God's word. God, y'all know that he came from heaven, right? But y'all know he didn't come with like a, the Bible stuck to his brain. Amen? He was born. He had to put in the work just like we do. Y'all get what I'm saying? And he had to get tempted. And when he was tempted, when he was tempted, in Matthew chapter 4, verse, verse 1 through 11, y'all can open that. We're going to talk, we're going to look at an example of how, what happens when you're planted. Anybody there say amen? Anybody else say amen? We need to get iPads for everybody, amen? No? <laughs> Amen. No, I, li I, like I like the Bible. Amen. So verse 1 says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm going to go I'm going to go forward. I want maybe I, I want to go back a little bit. I want us to understand that we are talking about being planted because as a result of meditating in God's word. Anybody meditate on the word? Does anybody read the word? See you you get planted as a result of. Amen. So here's what happens. Jesus 
was being tested. Thank you, Lord. Jesus was being tested. And as a result of meditating in God's word, here's his response to the devil. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now tell me who's ever fasted 40 days here. Okay, who's, who's fasted three days? Straight? Okay, amen. Three days straight. Where do you at? Put your hand up. No food, no water. Okay, I got, I got two hands, amen. Now, keep them up. Okay, keep them up, keep them up. Now, what if you, um, what if you could turn stone into bread and you were in the wilderness? Who would not eat it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, man, I got to tell you, after 40 days of fasting, boy, and you're Jesus, and you like, pew. <laughs> you're Jesus in the wilderness. You can make steak. Ain't that right, Dwayne? You're there be like, pew, 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 pew. and you can sit there and just eat your ribs. You're in the wilderness. <laughs> hey, man. But he is Jesus, amen? And what he, what he answered back was we gave, he gave the word because as a result of, being, of meditating in God's word, he had something in it. He had something in him. It was, it was like a bullet, amen? It was, it was in the chamber. You don't want to be a gun. You don't want to have a gun in the battlefield and not have any bullets, amen? Because they're just going to shoot you just because you have a gun, amen? And you ain't going to have nothing to shoot back with, <laughs> amen? All right. Verse 5 says, the devil took him up to a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and their hands shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I'll give you if you will fall down and worship me. I want you to realize the Bible is telling us that Jesus was tempted. And we are all tempted by the things that, that, the things that closely relate to us. I want you to understand, you can't tempt me with cigarettes. It won't happen. I will take them. I'll squash them on the ground. It does nothing for me. Amen? There, there's obviously something that the devil could find relating to Jesus to why he tempted them this way. Jesus came to do what? To save the world. The devil says, hey, listen, I'll give you everything. Y'all catch that? The devil said, look, don't worry about it. You ain't got to go to the cross. I give it to you right now. She say, no, you dummy. <laughs> it is written already. Amen. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Amen. I want you to know that throughout the day, we go through this same type of situation where the devil says, you can have it all. Come on now. Nobody's had to go through that. You can have it all. But you see, as a result of meditating in God's word, then you are planted in such a way where you will not what? You will not wave. Amen? Let me tell you about, let me tell you one quick thing about the palm tree. I was talking about coconuts a second ago. I love coconut trees. I wish I could have a backyard and plant a whole bunch of coconut trees around it. Because they're, they're, just, they're just amazing. Anybody like coconut trees? 
Has anybody ever climbed one? You have? Hold on, did you use one of those things? How'd you do it? Oh, okay. That's, no, that don't work. <laughs> Cheater. Let me, tell you, let me tell you about the guys back in my hometown, how they climb coconut trees. They put their arms around it like this, put their legs like this, and they go up, baby, all the way. And they go up there, and they grab a coconut, and they bring them down, and somebody's down there with a, with a machete, and they crack those things open, and they just enjoy it. They have a blast. Amen. But their feet kind of jacked up like Jacob's. Amen. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Because they enjoy the coconuts. Amen. I don't know what you were doing, Jacob. But that's okay, though. Amen. God, God blessed you with everything else. You can eat Twinkies and not get fat. Amen. I can't eat Twinkies, y'all, just so y'all know. I'll be blowing up. <laughs> Amen. So... The, the, one, the, one, one, the, one so, the, the one amazing thing about a coconut tree or palm tree, though, is the storms come. If you ever seen a coconut tree standing like this, right? It can be slightly slanted like this. But those things, they, they, they don't go down very easy, just so y'all know. As high as they go up, they go down. Amen? And when that wind blows, when that wind blows and that storm comes, that thing bends all the way down and it gets back up. It stays up as a result of what? Being planted. As a result of being planted. It is planted so deep. It is rooted so deep. You can't move it. Jesus was in the wilderness, planted and rooted so deep in the word of God that could nothing move him out of his way. Amen. The devil tried to say, you know what? I'll give you everything. He said, for what? He said, I'll give you the world that you came to save. Uh-uh. It ain't happening that easy. Amen. We go to work and we're trying to find, trying to find an income, trying to find money. And the devil comes up and says, look, I'll give you the promotion you want. I'll give you the things you want. But it's going to take you a little bit outside of the way that God had planned for you. What do you say? You say, it is written that you shall serve. Amen. You shall only worship the Lord your God and him only shall we serve. We're going to stay focused. Amen. But let me tell you something. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. You can go there real quick. This is what happens. We just showed you what happens when somebody is meditating on God's word. They have the word as a bullet that's bulked up inside of them. But let me tell you what happens when the storm comes. Y'all ready for this? Let's show you what happens when the storm comes, when you're meditating on God's word. Anybody got Matthew 8, 23? Say amen if you're there. Amen. It says, then he got into a boat and his disciples followed him. And suddenly a furious storm came upon the lake. So that waves swept over the, the boat. What happens when waves sweep over the boat, y'all? Well, a little bit of water comes in and people start getting buckets. Amen. And they start getting everything out of, out of the boat as fast as they can. So guess what? The disciples freaking out. They went over, so verse 25, disciples, disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Amen? The disciples actually did believe that the boat was going to drown, just so you know. They said, Lord, save us, or it's over. And he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? He got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Amen? Let me tell you what happens. Actually, I'm going to let y'all guess it. 
Amen. I'm going to go into the next one. I want y'all to tell me what was so powerful about what Jesus was doing. Verse 27 says, and the men were amazed. And they said, and asked, what kind of man is this that even the winds obey him? What kind of man is this that even the winds obey him? When the storm came, y'all, what was Jesus doing? Come on, y'all. What was Jesus doing when the storms came? He was sleeping. Ain't that amazing? <laughs> that the storm is going on and you got to wake me up out of my sleep? Boy, it must have been a good sleep. He didn't have no Benadryl, just so y'all know. Amen. <laughs> He didn't take no sleeping medicine, uh, Tylenol PM. Amen. Jesus was chilling. He had no fear because he knew that God's plan was yet to be fulfilled. He knew that God had something still going on and he needed a nap. So the storms came and the guys were freaking out. He said, oh. I'm going back to bed now, Okay. Y'all need to chill out with us being drama queens in the boat. Amen. Go to, go, let me go back to bed. Let's do our thing. Amen. So Jesus got up and said, okay, storm be calm. But let me tell you what happened. There was something that came out that the disciples caught at that moment. They said, what kind of man is this that he calms the storms? But I got to tell you that even Peter in that moment, Watching Jesus and seeing what Jesus had done had the same moment. But what happens when Jesus was with him, when Jesus was with him, he rode on Jesus' coat. After Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came, Peter had to get a revelation for himself. Jesus had the peace from being planted and rooted in the word of God and being planted and rooted in the purpose that God had for him. But I got to tell you, the disciples, that after Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came, there's one thing the Holy Spirit came to do. He came to comfort us, but lead us back to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit didn't come to teach us something new. He came to lead us back to the Word of God so we'll get a revelation of what God had already planned. Amen? So when you turn to Acts chapter 12, you would see the same thing that happens with his disciples. I'm sorry, I should have told you how to turn there first. Amen? <laughs> Who, anybody got Acts chapter 12 open? Amen. But to go to verse 5, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Come on, church, we need prayer. Amen. Amen. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was what? Come on, somebody. Hey, y all, y all, you got your Bible. What was Peter doing? Why was, Peter, why was Peter sleeping when they were about to kill him? They were about to take him out. Y'all catch this? Right? If you read a verse, a couple of verses before that, James was killed. James was killed. Peter said, you know what? Do what you will. I know the plans that God has for me, and I am planted and rooted by the word of God. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved. I will stand strong. Guess what he was doing? Sleeping. Forget y'all. I'm going to bed. Amen? So watch this, though. It says, bound by two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Peter was tied up, y'all. He was tied up and sleeping. <laughs> he was tied up and sleeping. I love this. 
Because the sign of peace is not in the, it's not in the sunset. The peace and the sunset and the beach and the, and the ocean and the sun kind of pouring over in the side, that's not peace. The, the real definition of peace is when there's a storm and, the, and, and, it's, and it's coming on down strong. But yet you sit there with peace, with no worry, because you know. Because you know. When you look at, I, I, saw, I, I saw a definition of peace. They showed a bird, and the bird was outside. You know, in, in the storm, this is really crazy out there. And the storm was coming down, and that bird was like this. And I'm telling you, it looked horrible outside. I wouldn't even be out there. But that bird was sleeping. Because God gave the bird that peace. Amen? Amen. But what happens is, it says now, if you look at verse, uh, verse 7, it says, Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and light shone in the prison. He struck Pete on the side and raised him up saying, Arise quickly. His chains fell off his hands, and the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie your sandals. So he did, and he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went on and followed him, and he did not know what, what was done by the angel was real. But though he was seeing a vision, and when they were past the first and the second guard post, y'all catch that? When they were past the first and the second guard post, that just do pretty secure. Because they had a couple of posts, a couple of guard posts. Because I was really trying to keep him in there. And he was sleeping. <laughs> I'll be freaking out. Let me out of here. Jesus is going to get y'all. Amen. But he was sleeping. And he says, then they came to the iron gate which leads to the city. Which opened to them. Of what? Of its own accord. And it went up and went down the street. And immediately the angel what? The angel departed from him. Guys, there's something amazing about being planted. There's something amazing about being planted. Church, I want you to know that when you meditate on God's word, when you stick on God's word and you stand on it and you get planted on it, you will not be weaving. You will not weave when the storms come because you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen? Amen. Y'all got that? So the first point is what? You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The second one says bringing fruit in this season. If you're taking your notes, the second point is bringing fruit in its season. These are the, benef these are the benefits of meditating and delighting and meditating in the word of God. See, fruit in its season Anybody, anybody ever picked a fruit out of a tree before? Anybody ever climbed a tree to pick a fruit? Hey, man, they're the bad kids right there. Anybody ever climbed a neighbor's tree to pick a fruit? Hey, man, God bless you. Hey, man, because my neighbor was tripping. My neighbor always had all the fruit up there going bad. We'll wait. When they ain't there, we we'll go up that mango tree, boy. And it sucks being the kid, right? If you're the youngest one, because you can't climb, you're standing out at the bottom, and you say, oh, get me that one. And they say, this one? Yeah, give me that one. This one? <laughs> they start eating it while they're up there. So I learned as I got older, they said, give me that one. This one? So you get up there and grab that mango. You just be sitting in that tree, got your legs crossed, and you be eating away. 
I mean, it's amazing to climb, climb mango trees. I, I, I didn't like avocados that much. I didn't really climb avocados trees. But mango trees were the best, amen? Guava trees are good too. Because you got to get guavas while they're still up. Because when they fall, they bust, right? So you really got to go up there and find a good one to get the right one. And you just be sitting up there, hide away, and just eat that guava tree. You eat that guava fruit. But then I didn't really like the guava tree itself. Because you don't want to get whooped by the guava tree. So just pray. If you're an African, you're a kid, you don't have a guava tree in your backyard. Because when your mama says, go get that switch, let me tell you about a guava tree. Mom, it's okay. <laughs> let me tell you about that guava tree. It bends very far. You can't really break the guava, the, the guava branch. You can take a bend of the, that baby bend around all the way around in a circle. And you let it go. And <laughs> Yeah, don't get what by guava, by guava branch. Okay, don't do it. What she say? Go get a tree. Go, go get a real one. Go get a, go get a real switch. Just don't get it from the guava tree, cause you get the small ones. They wrap around when they get whooped. Amen. You get whooped. You get a lash from here all the way around your, around the front. Don't get the small ones either. Get one that's gonna hurt and break, and it's gonna be over. Amen. Get a good one by, by that thick. That's going to hit you real good, and it's going to break and be over with. Amen? That's just the point. Where the kids at? Amen. Just remember that. If you're going to get cane, don't get the guava one. Get the one that's going to break. Amen? Amen. God bless you. <laughs> hey, look. You got to be smart. And don't wear extra boxers. You wear extra pants underneath, they're going to know, so they're going to make you take all of them off. Amen? So just... <laughs> So just get a couple of pairs, amen, just a couple to where it's not that noticeable, amen, and just take it real good and get it over with. You turn, you get it on both sides, amen. Y'all got to catch. I'm giving you some pointers here how to take a whooping. Just take it and get it over with, amen. God bless you, parents. Keep whooping them kids, amen. <laughs> so let's get back to, <laughs> let's get back to fruit and its season, Amen. I got to tell you, bringing fruit in the season, see, every, God has a purpose for every last one of us. Amen? And the number one thing that gets in the way of the purpose of God is what? Say it. Us. We are the number one thing that gets in the, pur in the way of the purpose of God. But when God says it brings fruit and it's season. There's something about meditating in God's word, being planted in it. So you can bring what? I'm going somewhere. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. If you got it, say amen. The Bible tells us if you go to verse 40, 34, it says Jesus talking. He says, uh, you brood of vipers, how can you, being, uh, being evil, bring, uh, speak good things? But it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You got, we got to catch that this morning, church. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we're so tied up and so full of this world and so full of the things of this world, the fruit that we're going to give out will resemble this world. Y'all with me? The fruit that we give out resembles what's in the heart. 
And y'all know that God is, and we all know that God has planted us and put us here for a reason. We're here to fulfill the purpose and the will of God. So when we, what, when we meditate, when we delight in the law of the Lord and meditate in it day and night, I'm telling you what's going to come out is going to be the fruit of God in the season that God planted it to come out. Amen? And whatever is in your heart, guess what? It will come out. Amen? What's in your heart. And if you feed your heart the word of God, it will come out. Amen? Amen? And guess what? If you plant, if you plant the word of God in your heart, then when you get to the opportunity, when you get that moment, when, you, when God said it's your time to speak, let me tell you that I get, I, we get opportunities and get moments, but moments are wasted plenty of times. See, scientists have gone out and figured out Figured out our time zones, right? Y'all know about the time zones? Anybody know about time zones? Anybody went to school? Amen. Great school. Amen. They tell us every 15 degrees the time's going to turn this way. So we got all these degrees around the earth, and the earth turns around the sun. And what happens is I am 15 degrees from New York, right? So New York is an hour ahead, and whoever's 15 degrees that way, they're an hour that way. And pastors, how many hours behind? One or two? One. So he's 15 degrees that way. California is another. So it's 30 from here. And it goes around the world. So I came up with a concept. And I, and I went into the, uh, the physics building. Y'all got to love this. When I, was a, when I was in college, I said, I called all these guys. I said, come here. Get in the room. I said, you're all telling me that we can't go against time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't time travel. You can't time travel. I said, I've broken the core. I've, I've broken it. I know how to time travel. They said, what? I said, I can do it. We can, we can travel against time. So I said, you guys made the laws of, of, of physics, and I'm going to take you down to real stuff, okay? I'm innovative. I said, I want to travel the world so fast around this way. According to the rules of your 15 degrees here and there, I, th- I can technically, if I got to, so if I got to California, which is two hours away, if I got there in less than, what, in less than two hours, then I'll officially live this time again, right? And what time is this? It's 11, 11.20. If I got to California in less than two hours, I'll be there and I'll experience 11.20 again. What was my question? How is it you say we can't time travel? <laughs> How is it that you tell me? I say, okay, you know, forget what you're saying. I'll go around the world once, and I'll come right back here at 11.20, all right? Because against, according to your times, I, you know, the way you get your time set, I can really do that. They say, no, 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 no. You're right. That's what we define. Even the atheists, the physicists, all the smartest of the smart, would tell you that, yes, you can, you can, you can fool the laws of, of time, but you cannot fool moments, moments with things that God put together. They, they of course, they, they won't say God or all that, you know. They're fancy. They try to go out there and mother nature and the stars and the sun, moon, and they align this kind of way and, you know, whatever, right? But they know that they can't get moments back. Somebody got to tell them that God made moments, amen? They know, and I'm here to tell you that when you, are, when you meditate on God's word and you're planted in his word, what happens is, 
you will get a moment, a moment where God has for you to speak. Esther, she had to speak. Esther had a moment that could not be passed. You guys remember Esther? If Esther had passed on that moment, it would have been over. She said, if I perish, I perish. And she went on in there. Because she had the moment. She took on the opportunity. And each one of us has a moment. And based on what's planted in our hearts, we would either seize the moment or we would let the moment pass. You could seize the moment but not give the word of God and that moment will pass you by worthless. Church, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm even diving into, into, into this too much further. Amen, because I, I still have quite a bit of notes here. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you that the moments, the moments are incredible. God made it for a reason. He said, we are a body. And each one of us, we have our own purpose in the body of, in the body of Christ. Each one of us is an instrument to do God's work. And in order to do that, we have to do what? The first thing we got to do, we have to delight. We have to enjoy. We have to, we need to make God's word a priority in our lives. Not the word of Pastor Blake. Not the word of Dylan or Pastor Andrews or Paul Platt or Robert Ayala, but the word of God. Each of us need to make a decision on his own, on themselves, to spend that time with God so God will prepare you for the work that he has for you. We cannot get to heaven on the coattail of our parents. We had a message for the youth yesterday. We're not going to get to heaven based on the decisions and the things that our parents are doing. We get to heaven by our relationship with Jesus Christ and in him alone. Amen? Now, I got to tell you that when you get that moment, it's not going to be the word of Pastor Blake. When you get that moment, and I'm not saying this because Pastor Blake doesn't preach an amazing message, and he's not a great shepherd. He is. But I got to tell you that that moment is something that God and the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you and say, speak. And when the Holy Spirit says speak, he's going to tell you what to say, but it's going to be based on his word. Amen? He's going to tell you what to say, but it's going to be a timely word based on his word. Yes, Lord. I got to tell you, musicians, you can, you can come up. Our stability... Our stability comes from the word of God. Our stability comes from the word of God. And the Bible says, the ungodly are not so. But they're like chaff that the wind blows away. Anybody know what chaff is? Anybody done some, some, some work in the field in here? Anybody done work in the field before? Hey Amen. Well, I have. Well, just a little bit. <laughs> but there's one thing that we get when we, when we buy rice back, back home that's a little bit different from here. 
We get rice, they put it in this thing, this uh, uh, hole, rice holder, right? And it takes the rice and it gets out of the grain. It, it gets the, the shell, the outer shell outside of the rice. But what happens is maybe the ones we got back home don't work as good as the ones here. Because when we're home, we got to get this dish. And it's a dish that's woven by, by the, the, the leaves from the coconut tree. And we put the rice in there. And what we do is we... we we, 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 we top off the rice. We flick off the rice just like this. And what happens is that chaff will start blowing away. The chaff will start blowing away from the wind that comes. But what happens is in our real lives, what happens is that moment, that motion comes. That motion is going to st still keep going up. But we're not going to go up because we're planted and rooted on the word of God. And what happens when it goes up, the chaff is going to blow away. If you're not planted on the word of God, you're going to blow away. You're going to go left, you're going to go right, you're going to be on a roller coaster up and down. But this morning, I want you to know that if you are rooted on the word of God, you will not be moved. You will not be like that chaff that's blown away, but you will stand strong. And you will not, you even, even though you've been, you will stand strong. This morning, the Holy Spirit is speaking with some people today. And he's speaking to, he's speaking to my heart. Because this was a word that he gave to me. He said, son, I want you to catch this. You will always be blown up and down unless you stand on my word. When you stand on my word, you will stand strong and you will go. Amen. When you stand on the word of God, you will go. And you will stay stable. It doesn't matter what comes your way. I want to tell you one more thing. Nobody knows how to use chaff. Nobody knows how to use it. It's useless. Chaff is useless. When we cannot get planted in the word of God and stand on it, what happens is we can't be used by God because you know, you never know where he's going to be. You never know where that person is going to be here today, tomorrow there, tomorrow there. You're not, we're not consistent. God is calling us to be consistent. And our consistency is going to be based on being planted and rooted on the word of God. Let's bow our heads tonight.